Inside the foil were a hardy-sized breast and a thigh. Beautiful. He was very hungry. It was perfect chicken. The skin crispy, not greasy. The meat perfectly tender. His stomach growled like an animal grabbing a prize. Aside from the faint buzz of the overhead light, his world was utterly silent. The rooms above and around him, the church and its warren of rooms and basement and offices, all empty, quiet, save for Joaquin, sitting alone eating perfectly fried chicken some woman had made for Deacon, angling to capture his heart. Women cooked for Joaquin, too, lots of women, and he knew their hearts were not always completely innocent. The stories he could tell of women trying to seduce him were legion, but a priest did not tell, and he was immune to their coaxing. They were lonely or ignored or unhappy in their lives. He stood in front of them week after week, offering the face of God, the hands of God, and they spun their fantasies around him. It was how things were. He peeled away a perfectly crisp layer of skin and put it in his mouth, tasting salt and a spice he could not name. He sucked the flavor from his fingers and lifted the moist flesh to his mouth and sucked the juices there, closing his eyes, thinking of Elsa's smooth olive throat, her breasts, her tiny, tiny waist, the only woman in his life, the only one he had ever wanted. The second time he'd seen the angel, Joaquin had been exhausted from walking the Camino. Weeks and weeks and weeks they'd walked, in the rain and the blistering sun. He had not taken it seriously, but he should have. Before they left, he had dreamed he was swallowed whole by a monstrous bird with fierce, bright wings. The angel came to him in the same green light and gown she'd worn before. This time he was not sick. He was not feverish. He was not afraid. He was only cold and tired, and ready to be finished with this crazy undertaking that he'd done largely for Elsa's sake. They would go home and be married. He'd been uncomfortable and restless for days, haunted by dreams full of whispers and a sense of impending doom. Each time they passed a church, he had ducked within and dropped a coin into the bucket to pay to light a candle. Keep us safe, he'd prayed. Keep us safe. Twice, they had been trailed by a black dog, a big shepherd mix of the type that was so common on the road, and Joaquin had wanted to run away from it. Elsa left it food. They had taken shelter in the concrete hut, alone, which was a miracle in itself, so close to the finishing mark. The rain poured down with rare intensity, driving everyone off the Camino into friendly bars or hostels. Elsa curled up into a ball and went to sleep. Joaquin watched over her, and he moved along the walls, reading the petitions and prayers and graffiti. It was always so touching to think of what they carried, the pilgrims who'd walked this road, the offerings they had made so that God would take away their pain, or cure a child, or bring back a lost wife. He found himself touching the words, praying on behalf of the writers, one and another and another, whispering with them, however long it had been. After a time, he fell into a meditative state, apart from the rain and his body. His nose was cold, and his arm began to ache, but he kept touching the petitions. He saw the light first, 
that spill of palest green, which he had come to believe over the years was just something his childish brain had filled in for him. It softly glowed in a corner of the room. Joaquin turned, feeling both dread and piercing excitement. There was the angel, so startlingly familiar and beautiful, wearing a green gown. Her eyes were clear and large and very dark. It's time, Joaquin, she said. He frowned at her, the fingertips of his right hand still touching the wall. He shook his head, denying her or the moment or what she was about to ask. You will be a priest. When you leave Santiago, you will leave your old life behind. Again, he shook his head, gesturing toward Elsa. I'm to be married. She gazed at him steadily, and in her eyes he saw what...